Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. Today, we will conclude our competition between It Chapter 1 and Friday the 13th Part 2. We will offer our thoughts on Friday the 13th Part 2 before giving our final judgments on which movie moves forward in our competition. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. We just finished up It, Chapter 1, so now let's talk about Friday the 13th Part 2. Now, Jill, this was your movie. Would you like to give us an overview of this movie? I would love to. Me too. So this movie picks up after the incidents of the original Friday the 13th, where you find out that Jason's mom is the killer and has been killing all the counselors at the camp in an act of revenge. Um, So this movie starts out with our protagonist from the first movie, and we see her and we think, oh shit, maybe she's the protagonist of this movie too. What's going to happen? We find out that is not the case, and we move on to kids going back up to Camp Crystal Lake. Not directly to that camp, but they're going to a camp that is adjacent to it for a counselor training led by a former camp counselor. I guess they don't really explain his background a whole lot or why he's so knowledgeable on being a camp counselor, but let's presume he's done it before. Mm -hmm. So this group of young adults gets up to the lake Obviously, things start happening, some creepy things, some murders, everybody, you know, (laughs) very typical of the 80s slasher (laughs) flick. Um, So, yeah. God damn, your recap, Jill. (laughs) Well, we get into the whole movie. I mean, this movie is like an hour long. So, you're not wrong. Um, You know? Jason your, wreaks his havoc. That's that's what this movie your is about. Reviews are great. Um, <laughs> I love them all. I think they are. I love them. Okay, so let's get started with just our general feelings about this. So, uh, Blaine, let's start with you this time. How do you feel about part two of Friday the Thirteenth? This movie was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Not as dumb as Sleepaway Camp, but pretty dumb. Okay. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it one thumbs up. It was still entertaining. Had some good moments, but I I can't give it a thumbs down. <laughs> so <laughs> sterling review. <laughs> I, we'll we'll get into why I feel that way uh, when we do our notes. But uh huh. Okay. Overall, dumb. Oh, all right. Dumb for Blaine. Uh, so chill for your own movie. I'm going to give this movie two thumbs up because I mm-hmm. think this movie is entertaining as hell. All right. So, <laughs> Jill, again, like your overviews, <laughs> your, your rating is also <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that falls on me. Um, so, guys, for me... I have to give this movie 
two thumbs way up as well. <laughs> this movie is entertaining as shit on many levels. I really enjoyed it. I have not watched it in so long, and it was great to come back to. Uh, I do have a little trick where I've uh, learned all the Friday the 13th movies uh, in the most general sense possible, where I can tell you very little things, but I know all of them. So, Amazing. This one, uh, thank you. Friday the 13th was a big go-to for sleepovers, all of the movies, so... This movie holds a uh, holds strong point with me. So, anyway. Same. Yeah, so, why don't we just jump right into it? Uh, someone gave it one thumbs up. That's fine. That was me. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, like you said, Joe, we start off uh, at the home of the final girl from part one, Alice. So, let's start from there. So, what I think is interesting about this movie is that most people when they think of all the friday the 13th movies they think jason is the bad guy and this is the first movie where he actually is and this is part two so this is really the first time that you get to see jason and he's quite a sight he's quite a sight (laughs) thank god we don't see him like fully him till pretty far into the film but he starts out by going to this woman's home which Mm -hmm. This scene really throws me because how the hell did Jason figure out where she lives? This scene is so stupid. Okay, so. I get it that he murders people who come to his home. Yeah. But how did he get to her home? I think we got to put it in real perspective here. This is 1981. So Jason had to do research. He at least <laughs> had to crack a fucking book to figure out where this lady lives and let's let's not beat around the fact that uh jason is a deformed monster man who's been living in a lake and a shack (laughs) he hasn't been in school getting his learning no 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 no. uh he ain't so, learning much. So even if he picked up a phone book. Yeah. He can't read. Yeah. <laughs> bet a million dollars he can't read. <laughs> and this guy. I wouldn't Sher- take a bet. Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> this lady. Where this girl lives. Found out how to get there. Does he have a car? <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. How do he get I know he can't get Just a long ass walk. Yeah. He probably can't drive. Um, <laughs> I can't, no. Uh, yes, this this movie is given a lot of credit to what Jason can do. <laughs> right out the gate. Right out the gate. But for me, uh, as I watch this movie, <laughs> uh, the scene cracks me up because of, A, how did he find her? All right, that's, that's problem <laughs> number one. How the fuck did Jason find her? The second is, there, we start this movie with a kid jumping on and off of the sidewalk. Uh, didn't feel necessary to add that, but there, that's what it is. There's a kid getting his shoes soaking wet by jumping in puddles. And as soon as the kid walks away, Jason shows up. And this, <laughs> this is where I just want to say one thing about this movie. People's peripheral views in this movie... Non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, so as soon as the kid walks away, apparently his mother calls him, he walks away. That And Jason then steps off the side. And when he says, 
as soon as the kid walks away, yeah. he means he as almost uh, steps on the kid. Almost, <laughs> almost yeah. the same frame. Yeah. The kid walks off at Jason appears. Mm-hmm. He had to be standing right, right next to the child. <laughs> right there. Right next to him. Uh, and at first I was like, and this kid wasn't creeped out by this guy wearing this bag. And then I was like, well, he probably wasn't wearing the bag there. But then when we see him later in the movie, I said, well, that's even fucking scarier if I, was, <laughs> if I saw him as standing a child, there yes. as a child. And this kid didn't even want to go in. That would immediately make me want to just nope. curb and get the fuck out of there. But what also this movie wants us to believe is not only did Jason get there, not only is this kid not scared of him, Jason has gone this whole way carrying his mother's fucking head with him. (laughs) (laughs) He is carrying a decapitated head on his way to this girl's house. And why do we know that? Because he takes the time to trick this bitch. To pull a last-minute prank before he kills her. <laughs> He's a trickster in this He's movie. He's a real trickster. Yes. Uh, but, yes, so we got to talk about Alice. She's obviously really destroyed by the events of the first movie, which totally understandable. Uh, okay, that is understandable, but what's not understandable is the fact that uh, whoever made this movie decided to show the whole goddamn first movie. <laughs> In the flashback at the beginning. You're not lying. They basically showed the whole movie over again. We nearly watched part one in the first part of this movie. Just if you needed a reminder, even though that movie probably came out nine months before this one. Um, You're not lying. (laughs) Because the first one came out in 1980. This one came out in 1981. So they had to be filming right away. So they were like, just in case you didn't see that one. Yeah. Here's a recap. Here's a flashback for you. <laughs> Except we're just going to show the whole movie. But <laughs> I was blown away. Yeah. We, I we was saw, blown away. if you haven't seen the first one, oh, trust me, you will by the end of this movie. <laughs> no need to no go need. back and watch it first. Just buy the one. You'll see mm-hmm. them both. <laughs> no joke. But I will say, when we were looking through that, it made me very nostalgic to go watch the first one again because... I know it's a little controversial for people who love the Friday the 13th series, but I love Mrs. Voorhees. There is just something about that crazy fucker that just is amazing to me. Um, and that actress is great. She, she lives on. Great. Yeah. Here's the thing that I don't understand. And I'm not sure I even understand it to this day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand it as a kid, and I'm not sure I understand it now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Jason alive? Or is he some sort of, like, demonic ghost being of Jason? Because supposedly, Mm -hmm. the story goes, the reason that Mrs. Voorhees is so pissed is because the camp counselors weren't watching Jason, and he was a very special boy, and he was not a strong swimmer. And he drowned. Mm -hmm. And to me, that means he died in the lake as a child. Mm -hmm. So... Here he is, a grown-ass man, not and dead. walking around. So, like, if he is a ghost, why is he not a child ghost? I don't think he's a ghost. I think we can mark that one off. And but... if he didn't die in the lake, why is she this angry? <laughs> well, here's the thing, uh, and you make a great point, but um, I was reading some notes about this movie, 
Tom Savini, who we all know very famously from Dawn of the Dead, right. he did the effects in the uh, first Friday the 13th movie. They asked him to come back from this one, and he was very confused because he made the head that Betsy Palmer wore that got cut off. So he was like, well, who's the killer? And they said Jason. He was like, uh, Jason was the kid that drowned. Why is he coming <laughs> back? And they were like, uh, we're going to make it so it makes sense. And he was like, no. Because his argument was, and I think it's a good fucking argument, if Jason was alive, then she did all that for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she did all that for nothing. She That's has no... what Jill was saying. Like, yeah. I would still be pretty pissed if my kid had a close call when I trusted someone to watch him, but mm-hmm. not enough to, to be murdering a bunch of people a bunch of randoms that weren't even the counselors <laughs> yeah, involved exactly. this isn't even the counselors that were supposed to be watching jason this is counselors way down the road they're just also counselors so <laughs> why totally is she so mad if he didn't die and if he did die and this is some sort of zombie demonic maybe thing, she's mad that he didn't die Ridiculous I suppose take. we could all uh, <laughs> we could all entertain all these theories, but I honestly think that this movie wants you to believe that she thought Jason died. He didn't. For some reason, he never went back to his mother. He stayed. He in the, just stayed in the lake. Um, made a home for himself and stayed there. Uh, and then decided found her head. Yeah. And then he found her head and said, "Well, I'm just going to take vengeance on anybody who comes near me." That's what the movie wants you to believe. Does it make sense? Oh, no. Absolutely not. Makes <laughs> but, no sense. But also, the only reason I'm saying that is because this is... Uh, if you've never seen Friday the 13th Part 2, this is not the Jason that you might be familiar with. This is a Jason no. that can be hurt. This is a Jason that is not godlike. He He's not coordinated. Also, not at all. Also, he's not seven feet tall, 300 he's pounds. He's no. like... A regular looking, he's a good five ten. Hillbilly <laughs> that lives in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, no. I, I think they wanted to keep this movie going and just made up some shit to make that possible. They made some choices, and none of them make sense. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that while this is the first movie that uh, actually Jason is the killer, there is one other Friday the Thirteenth. Where he is not the killer. Think about that. If you know it, let me know. Um, I do know it. Yeah, call in and let yeah, us know. Yeah, call in, let us know. We accept uh, mail, stamps only. Uh, stamps <laughs> I only. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't work at the post office. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, so we're in the first scene here. And I do want to bring this up. Uh, there are two little things with Alice here. Uh, Alice is traumatized. Um, from the events of the first one. Uh, but I do want to say that what is the roughest part for me is Alice has now turned to art and it's not even good. Well, <laughs> art therapy. Art therapy for Alice. It's, you can't judge her therapy art. That's, you know, it's fine. She's going through some stuff. But what is she drawing herself? Is that what I'm coming to understand? I honestly sure. don't remember the drawings. Okay. I remember the drawings. My thought during all of this was, though, if I had been through something as traumatic as someone actively trying to kill me and having killed all of my friends, I don't know that I'd be living alone in a big house at this point. 
You don't make a bad point. I think I'd have lots of roommates all (laughs) the time. I'd probably move back in with my parents, to be honest, because her helicopter of a mom calls like six times. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I would, I'd probably live with my mom again. Her mom sounded like she's being quite the asshole about this whole thing. Like, what could she be? You got to get back out there and find you a boyfriend. Like, (laughs) what are we talking about? It's like, Mom, you know, I just saw everybody I knew murdered, and I had to decapitate a fucking person myself. I, you know, I just need some time to breathe, <laughs> okay? You just focus on my art right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on my art, okay? I'll find a boyfriend at another point in time. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. And, but again, well, I guess before I get to that, but I just want to say I was very curious about her outfit in this because those look like overall pajamas which i'm not totally against they looked very comfortable (laughs) um (laughs) but also besides those guys there's this scene and uh, okay so just to narrate a little bit alice uh turns on her shower she gets in a robe jumps in the shower the camera then follows her and once the camera is right on the shower curtain, Alice opens it, stares directly into the camera, and the shower turns off. It was maybe a three-second shower this lady just took. Like, that is the stupidest goddamn thing. <laughs> like, why? Uh, that's going to definitely come up for me later on, but it was pretty wild that that even occurred. And why did she bother putting on a robe to walk from her room to her bathroom where she lives alone? <laughs> Because she didn't want to show her tits on She camera. put on a robe Absolutely. to walk three <laughs> feet. That is why. She said, if I'm in this movie for 10 minutes, you are not getting my tits. Yep. Full paycheck or no tits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, yes. Yeah, so, uh, from there, obviously. Uh, um, surprise. She gets stabbed in the head with an ice pick. With an ice pick. But only after she opens her fridge and sees Mrs. Voorhees' head. Which she cut off in the previous movie in her That fridge. trickster. And oh. may I say, the head stab was solid. It was a great... I even wrote it down. I great said, ice pick death. I said, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and we gotta even acknowledge, in this version, Jason is very considerate because he took the kettle off the burner. He sure did. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a stabbing headache. Oh, boy. <laughs> My favorite thing about watching this with Blaine was that I guess you've never seen this before. No. And thought that, oh, this is the protagonist. She's going to be here for the whole movie. And you got faked out. It was, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got tricked hard. She got stabbed right in the head. Yep. And then right after that, you get an explosion (laughs) of. It says. Part two. <laughs> I was like, come on. Last I, action hero. I don't it, know what your problem is. I thought it was fantastic. Oh my God. <laughs> and then um, we go into. Yeah, Jill. Let's, Jill, continue us on this path. So then we cut to one of our main couples who's driving up to the camp. They get really close they stop for some gas and some directions and their car just gets towed out of nowhere which is hilarious mm. um this is yeah. the first time that we meet old man on bicycle <laughs> <Yes>. who 
continues to warn them, hey, don't go up there. In the creepiest and most unfriendly, I'm not going to listen to you way possible. Absolutely. Like, he could have easily just been like, hey, a bunch of people got murdered here. I think the guy's still here. Maybe don't go. But instead, he has to do it all creepy and... Like they all do. Make it seem like, oh, you're the guy who's going to kill yeah. us. Oh, yeah. you're the murderer? Got it. I'm <laughs> scared of you. He's got this whole, like, I'm sick of you teenagers coming up here and getting murdered. It's really convenient thing to, to him. <laughs> I got things to do, okay? So I, how, how did they not notice that truck getting <laughs> stolen for so long? That was pretty wild to me. It was, <laughs> it was not a quick process. No, 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 no. no. Again, the peripheral vision. Yeah, with these non-existent. 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 I will say, um, just one thing about this movie before we dive deep into it. I, like I said before, I can tell you the basis for all the Friday Thirteenth, but I realized watching this movie, the killings now have just become too jumbled for me. Like when I was seeing some of these characters, I was like, oh, that's this movie that that, like, and I yeah. was missing people, and I was like, wait. Because I thought the hitchhiker with the banana was in this one. She is not. <laughs> <laughs> I was really like, oh, I, I know what happens, but I just don't know what movie it is anymore. But I do have to say, when I saw, okay, Jeff, who was the guy in the Newsies hat, at the beginning, who owned the truck, I used to think, when I was younger, that Jeff was the hottest guy alive. Wow. I re- when I was a younger tyke, I was like, that is the hottest dude I've ever seen. Another interesting take. Another interesting (laughs) take. Uh, Now, I'm like, hmm, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm good. Uh, I have definitely different tastes these days. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so anyway. (laughs) Jeff, not so much anymore. No. But just talking about this scene, I will say, we also get introduced to Ted, who is the uh, prankster, I guess you would say, of this Mm -hmm. group. And... I don't know about you guys. I'm all in, I'm okay with pranks, but goddamn, th- I wouldn't have been Ted's friend after this. This just pissed me <laughs> off so bad. Because you gotta think it's 1981. I don't have a cell phone. I don't know where this asshole's going. And I gotta run. No, thank you. I'm not running. Especially not running. if you're big tits, no bra. Like, oh, what yeah. if what if they hadn't run? Yeah. What was going to happen? Right. They just like, sat there being real mad. I'd be real pissed if I yeah. ran uphill for that. Oh, I swear to God. Yeah. So I was just like, Ted, we're not friends anymore. This was not worth whatever you thought it was going to be. Ted's a jokester. Oh, boy. Freaking Ted. <laughs> yeah. So some practical jokes I could do without. <laughs> um, so where do we go from here, Jill? So Ted... They all get in the car together. They continue on their journey to get to the lake. They get there. We're introduced to the head counselor guy who starts to go over all of the camp rules, all the things that they're going to learn, all the things they're not allowed to do, all this good stuff. And then, I don't know, Meet some beetle characters. bug Barbie pulls up. <laughs> well, before that, I got to bring this up. Oh, I know what it's going to be. I bet you do. <laughs> they do... A real good zoom in on uh, the best ass of 1981 <laughs> for a white girl. Yeah. Real close, yeah. an obvious. Isn't close that before up. she gets there? 
No, this is the other other girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, this is not Beetlebug Barbie. This, no, this is, is this is uh tight ass McGee. I didn't oh. think that they zoomed in on her butt till they all went on that walk later. No. Oh no no no. No. No, no, no. This is uh. like as she's walking up to do the counselor meeting. Okay. Yeah. So you make a great point. <laughs> this is a uh, Miss Ass nineteen eighty one. Yes. Um She has a great butt. She no. took white girl asses um, into, you know, <laughs> the 21st century. She was like, doing her Jane Fonda. Oh. Uh, she was. Buns of steel. For sure. This I girl will, was doing squats. I will say my note about that was, is I said, holy fucking shit. This woman has denim shorts up in her asshole for this entire day. Because <laughs> those shorts were basically a thong. She they, like runs in them too. Yeah. Like. That could not be comfortable. Wear a thong all you want, but a denim one? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, no thanks. Oh, boy. But I will say we're then introduced to, I think, the hottest guy now in this movie, and that was Scott. Collar Pop Scott? Uh, was, yes, Collar Pop yeah. Scott. Yeah. By far. I even thought Paul was hot in this movie. I realized that my tastes have shifted in life. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's so bound to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But yes, yeah, so... Also, I guess what I also didn't realize is this is not a camp they're necessarily at. This is a counselor training program, right. which is interesting, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, so I guess continue on from here. It John. seems intensive. <laughs> yeah, it's an overnight training. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel pretty sure that all the training you need to be a camp counselor is this is where the canoes are. Yeah. Don't let the kids die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we let a kid drown a few years ago. We don't want that to happen again. <laughs> don't do it again. Uh, we're court ordered to do this now since that drowning of that Jason kid. <laughs> and subsequent murders. Yeah. And because of the murders his mom did, uh, it was pretty rough. <laughs> so our main female protagonist pulls up. She's obviously got a history with Paul. Paul's upset that she's late. She is not upset that she's late. She's got a real, real California girl attitude about it. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Maze fair. Yeah. <laughs> One would say. <laughs> Paul's clearly deeply in love with her. Mm-hmm. And they basically just start the training once she gets there. They start. <laughs> and they do. Doing their, they go on runs. And... Uh, what? Well, they do go on runs. I will say there is a, there are two things <laughs> during the initial discussion Paul has that really took me back just a little bit. When uh, he starts his little meeting on day one, Paul says the line, at, well, you know what? I just want to say this. Was there an issue around the 1981 era of where people were no longer scared of bears? Because the line is, Paul said, <laughs> contrary to what you hear, bears are dangerous. Was there anyone? Contrary. Yeah, what, was there anyone denying this at the time period? Uh, maybe like this is the height of Yogi Bear. <laughs> I was gonna say, were we all brainwashed by Yogi Bear? Yogi and Smokey were oh just. Oh my god! They just want more than your pick a neck basket. I mean, he's get yeah, the straightest face, contrary to what you believe. I was like, okay, well that's <laughs> something. But then my next favorite line that Paul says was, uh, he's talking about bears and how dangerous they are, and then he says, uh, "Ladies, keep clean during your menstrual <laughs> cycle." Which is 
one a weird way to put that the because bear, the bears can smell the menstruation. Yeah, they can smell the menstruation, smell which the menstruation. which is not exactly what bothered me as much as the word clean. Like, is he saying, hey, ladies, you know, don't let the blood drip down your leg. Keep it clean. Um, <laughs> as like, you normally would. Yeah. Uh, like, you're talking about, pug, you know, plug the pipe there, Paul? You I don't know what you're females. getting at. <laughs> it, the, the word clean threw me off. I was like, ugh, there had to be a better way to put that. Um, hey, ladies, I made this packet for you about uh, womenly <laughs> issues. But no. <laughs> I'm going to say, regardless, we don't need Camp Counselor Paul to tell us what to do <laughs> during that week. Yeah. You know what, Paul? None of your business. <laughs> None of your business. Bears or not, I think I've got this under control. Uh, Paul, I, I hate to break this to you, but we've been doing this since puberty. <laughs> I think we got it down now. <laughs> it's been a good full decade. I was like, keep it clean. Whoa. Okay, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. But I, and just one last thing, and then we can definitely move on, but... I gotta point out a movie trope here, and it's the fucking car that won't crank. Yes. Always in a horror movie, and this movie really lays it out that this car might not crank when things are in trouble. We hover on that for a while. Oh my god. And I will say later in the movie, because as soon as the car went crank, I was like, well, that's coming back, obviously. But later in the movie, Paul, he gets in the car with her and he goes, boy, I hope this cranks. And I was like, (laughs) Okay, if it doesn't crank now, then that's just bad movie making. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, this car is unreliable. I know it's been a while since we covered it, but this car has problems cranking. (laughs) If you're wondering why she doesn't just get in the car and drive away. (laughs) Yes. This is why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, continue on, Jill. Sorry. So, we get to this campfire scene. It's. Do you have a note before then? I think think this comes before the campfire. Uh, so it's like during their like activity free time period, you know. A bunch no, of this are... is after the campfire. Okay. So we get to the campfire, <laughs> and Paul is telling a campfire tale, and he is explaining to the counselors the whole story of Jason and what happened up there, presumably years ago. I think at some point they say it was years ago. I can't remember how long they say it's been. Let me say five. It do, I think they do say five years ago at some point, which really threw me because I thought it was supposed to take place directly after. So there is a time jump. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so this, this movie takes place five years after uh, Mrs. Voorhees killed everybody. Yes. Her head has remained remarkably fresh. Well, he's had it in a fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, her fridge. I don't know. I don't know if that uh, cabin he built that hut doesn't have AC. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. I don't. Think well, he wasted a... all his money on the cooling system for the head. <laughs> he dried that bitch out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Five years. All right. Continue on. They say that. I feel like they say that at some point. All right. So he's telling the story of. Jason and what happened to him and how Jason is rumored to still be in the woods surrounding the area and you know he gets Ted to jump out and play a prank on everybody again because Ted's a super fun prankster but that's fun um (laughs) that's how they get on the subject of introducing who Jason is and what happened at the camp next door uh-huh. Which, Blaine, I think leads us into the next day where they're doing more of their training. Yes. Yeah. 
So the next day, this is a, a little thing I had to note. Um, so it's like a free day, kind of. It looks like all the camp counselors are down and playing in the lake. And <laughs> one of them, like the, the couple we first meet are talking, and the girl is like, hey, let's go hiking. No one will notice we're gone. They're apparently not supposed to walk off. And she says, maybe no one will notice we're gone. But there's only like nine of them. <laughs> Total. Yeah. So when 20% of your group just disappears, people notice. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty obvious when there's only a few of you. Uh-huh. And she's dead set on exploring the murder camp, which is what yeah. they call it. She says, we'll tell everybody when we get back what we saw, that we were there. Which is such a weird thing to say. I mean, no, you could just, ma'am. if it means that much to you, you could just tell them that. They're not going to know. Right? They'd have no idea. You're not taking a fucking Instagram picture there. They're not going to ask for evidence. No. You'd have nothing to offer. Yeah. I don't think we need to do that. So they do decide to go off on this walk. They go on the hike. And on this hike... <laughs> God do you want to talk about your next yeah one? i do uh-huh. i do so they're walking down a trail they walk they're coming they're walking towards let me i got the same let me reiterate yep. this they're walking towards a tree <laughs> they walk past said tree and immediately same frame yep jason steps out from behind the tree which means he was standing <laughs> in level. front of the tree yeah as they were walking towards the tree in which he was standing in front of. So uh-huh. you would think he was clearly visible as he was standing, not behind yeah. the tree, in front of the tree. Yeah. And again, these people are blind. <laughs> these this are the blindest bunch of group This is a camp people. counselor of the blind camp. <laughs> well, he must be blind himself. Because like you said, they're walking. It would be like they're walking toward Jason and didn't notice yes. him. <laughs> yeah. They sure did. Based on the time it took him to... Step yeah. out of the, out he of was the view of the tree. Hiding. No, yeah. he wasn't. He was standing right there yeah. in the tree. Yeah, it was a mind. And it's not like he's wearing camouflage. No, <laughs> he's wearing like a flannel shirt. And if we haven't emphasized it enough, whether wearing a hood or not, Jason is a memorable soul, <laughs> to say the least. And then the two hikers come across what we're led to believe is mittens, which Muffin. is Muffin. Mu- <laughs> Muffin, which is a tiny It's tight ass McGee's dog. It's tight uh-huh. ass. It's nice ass Johnson's denim thong. Yeah, dog, <laughs> which has a very distinctive like little blue bow. And they find this Purple. dog destroyed, just destroyed on the trail. And they're like, "Is that Muffin? I don't know." And I thought immediately it was Muffin. Yeah, um, I mean you have to. Cause... I'm pretty sure the, the little purple bow is in. Yeah. Is on the mangled the body of whatever it is. Yeah. So just remember that for later. So I have a note about this, which is regardless of Jason and whatever else is happening in this camp, like, why would you bring this little lap dog into the woods where there are bears and just yeah. let it explore? Let it loose. Just let <laughs> it go up. free. To. A training camp of all things. You brought your little dog. It's the weirdest thing. Like, <laughs> it truly is. She'll be fine on her own. She can yeah. explore. Roam around. 
She's never she, been here before. She's a descendant of canines. Yeah. Of She'll wolves. Be fine. She was a wolf at one point. She'll be fine. She's like a purebred, like award-winning dog. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Perfectly groomed. She'll blend right in. Mm-hmm. No yeah, worries. The... Yeah, so we, we had had to bring those little nuggets up. Mm-hmm. And then, if I may, <laughs> the next scene, if I remember correctly, okay. is... So the the sheriff or something finds the hikers and like, hey, you guys don't need to be doing this. Get back to the counselor camp. And then... He brings them back. Brings them back. And then we go with the sheriff, who then is driving <laughs> yep. down a trail and sees Jason run across the road. And this cat embarks on <laughs> a 17-mile Oregon Trail hike to track this character down yeah. with no context. None. He's None. just like, oh, there's a guy. Yeah. I need to... Going through the woods. Run for 45 yeah. minutes. I to- need to shout no trespassing at this man. <laughs> yes. So badly. Into the middle of the woods. In- he chased him for forever. so long. It was such a long... And then, like, there's... A water, it was a lot. We had to make sure he's splashed in the <laughs> fucking puddle. Um, Absolutely. So this is when you first see Jason's little shack. And he's got a shack in the woods. Oh. The officer happens upon it and is like, huh. I, you know what? I have so many notes about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do too. At no point, Please. At no point, first off, does this, the guy get a gun out. He's got a gun on his hip. Not at all. He's that concerned to chase for 17 miles, but not to <laughs> prepare himself for an altercation. Yeah. Second, he kind of walks through Jason's little hut, mm-hmm. which is complete rundown. It's, it's disheveled. It's made of scraps. It's made of scraps. Yet, Jason took the effort to put a door on his bathroom. That's what I put down. <laughs> God forbid he have a little privacy. He's got his what mother, if somebody comes in? He's got his mother's <laughs> severed head on his coffee table. Maybe that's why oh. he's, he has the door. And like a tarp roof, but he had to put a door. There's a door to the bathroom. He's <laughs> modest. He's a modest serial killer. Crazy. He's got that's an indoor porta potty. Cracked me up so much. <laughs> There's a door. <laughs> of all things. The fact that Jason has a toilet in general is questionable. Like, yeah. He's essentially an animal. Why is he not just going outside of his little hut to drop I, his deuces? That would actually make more sense. Yeah. It's not like It'd make way he's more sense. He's got a toilet, but he's not, he's not running water. You can't flush no, that. He's got like a <laughs> bucket. You didn't set up a septic tank out here, Jason. This is just an yeah. empty toilet. So, yeah, you put a door on it. But you're still smelling it. Yeah. You're, you've trapped it in your little hut now. And not to mention, Jason, there's like dirt on the floor. This floor is made of dirt. What, what do you care? This floor is wood. Oh. Uh, that cracked me up so much. Yes. But also I would add that when the cop sees the dead body, the dead mother, he still doesn't pull that gun out. He no. just Takes a hammer straight to the fucking he noggin. Gets domed out. Oh man, he sure does. So obviously the cop doesn't make it any further than this, and I'm not sure he deserves to. Yeah. No, you had chance. No, you brought this on yourself, really. Yeah, you started this. You should have turned around a long time ago, man. 
you're taking this job way too seriously. Way I know they don't seriously. pay you that much. Give me a break. For a trespassing charge? No. No. No, sir. Nah, get that guy tomorrow. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll definitely be back. Blows but, my mind. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, anything else about Jason's weird shack? <laughs> I think that about sums it up for now. Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, it's literally made of. Shit you just found in the woods. <laughs> yes. How it's standing is beyond me. What I do appreciate about this scene, though, is that when they run through the puddle, that's how you know where Jason's house is. I, I do like that. So later yes. in the movie, when you see our protagonist running through the woods, obviously trying to escape, you see her splash through that same little stream that the mm-hmm. officer does. So you're like, oh, she's getting close to Jason, Jason's shack. Jason Shack. <laughs> Which oh. I will say, I like that. I like that bit of foreshadowing so you know what path she's on. Yeah, where you're at. Absolutely. Okay, so after we see the cop get destroyed, uh, we then, I believe... It's when um, they, they plan their outing. Um, right? Well, they go back to the camp, and this is where... Everyone's kind of playing in that one cabin. Like, Ginny and Paul are playing chess. And poor Scott, again, Scott, the most handsome fucker at this camp, is dancing with a dog. Like, that's all he's Striking got. out left and right. Oh, no, the dog's still alive. So that was before the outing. Yeah, that must have been the first night yes. where they were all together. Yeah. So that's I, a great point. I, I think when we go back after the cop gets killed is when they're deciding when when they're going to go out. Yes, because the hikers are not allowed to go. That is their one and only punishment for wandering off and trying to go see Jason's camp is that they're not... (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) They are not allowed to go to the bar with the rest of the group. Yes, but not all the group goes. So... Wheelchair man, he he we stays. We gotta bring up Mark. Yeah, Mark the Mark. wheelchair man. Uh, he's in a wheelchair, which is mm-hmm. why he is dubbed the wheelchair man. Um, he stays, and there's this thirsty bitch who wants to sleep with Mark. I she mean, wants Mark, and so we'll, we will bad. break her down. Yes, um, so she elects to stay, obviously, to have sex with Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the two hikers who were forced to stay, mm-hmm. and then you have. Uh, Tight ass McGee and Scott. They also stay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tight ass McGee is staying, and Scott then realizes he wants to stay. Because he's trying to get, and I don't blame him, obviously. <laughs> um, Scott is like too fucking hot to be worrying about this lady. He's working like, a little too me? hard. Yeah. Like, okay, she's not into me. I'm sure I can get someone else, you know? Well. Probably Mark. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so they yeah, they break up. On. The rest of the people go out for the night, and then those people stay back at the camp. Mm-hmm. And then our, kind of the climax of the movie mm-hmm. starts. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity oh, does ensue. So um, a tight-ass lady, she... Before we get there, I do have to say this, though. Um, so the two, Jeff and his... By the way... Looks like maybe 15-year-old girlfriend. Uh, Jeff's girlfriend's mm-hmm. very young. but So they're being punished, like you said. But what killed me about that is 
the, the rest of the group just decided they were going to take Jeff's truck to town. Yeah. <laughs> to use this man's they car. They took his whole car. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, we're going to use your Thanks, car. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think someone actually says that. I do, too. I think <laughs> I do. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> so he gets his truck stolen twice in this movie. Yeah, pretty much. And then, obviously, they take Homegirl's unreliable beetle to yes. the bar with Wonderful cough. decision. Wonderful. Such a, such a good choice. So... I'm going to go back to the, the 1981 best-ass girl. Um, <laughs> she says, I want to stay home because I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. She immediately goes out on her own and decides to go she skinny dip. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. Who goes? It was pitch black. <laughs> yeah. Who swims in a lake by yeah. yourself, naked? In the middle of the woods. I can't tell you how many times I've wandered out of this house and found a lake and just... <laughs> just- did, Swam. Did some solo skinny dipping. Yeah. And then Scott steals her clothes, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, and then is like, oh, you gotta do something or you're not gonna get them back. <laughs> exactly what he said. <laughs> and then he gets scooped up by a lasso trap. I don't even know. Oh my God. That's never really explained. The dynamics of that. <laughs> then he immediately blames on Paul. Like, fucking. Paul takes these trainings way too seriously. <laughs> Got snared in the Ewok trap. Yeah. I mean, you gotta really... I mean, there's not like he stepped on a switch and he yanked it. No, (laughs) he just stepped into the hole. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just snatches him, a 200-pound man, into the air. It's very wild. So presumably, I guess Jason set this trap? That was my thought. (laughs) This was a Jason trap. Not that it makes the trap make any more sense (laughs) on how it works. (laughs) But yeah, I just assumed this was a Jason trap. But I even have to jump back a little bit further because some things just blow my mind. Uh, Your beautiful girlfriend you keep talking about. When they're talking about going to town, this woman is in the most it's beyond a cutoff shirt. It is just a bra with her nipple sticking through. It is the wildest shirt I've ever seen. The bottom of her boobs are hanging out of it. And at this point, I'll agree with you. She's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. But for me, she wears things that doesn't feel like her character would be comfortable wearing. I mean, I'm trying to say, I mean, I would love it if she was a second wave feminist and she's like, I'm going to show off my body as much as I want. Don't think that was the case. She wore some real slutty clothes for (laughs) someone who plays the most unslutty role I've ever seen. (laughs) I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, she she didn't come off as a person who would go skinny dipping either. Not at all. (laughs) They're obviously... We gotta show this bitch off. Well, that's that's what I was getting to. We can't it let was this obvious. They we can't wrote let this her. ass go to waste. Yeah, <laughs> they obviously wrote her to do that. Put her in those clothes. Uh, so again, it just goes to show when you let Harvey Weinstein produce. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yes, yeah, skinny dipping. Scott, continue. Yeah, so he's he's sitting there hanging upside down. Yep. And he's like, "Can you help cut me down?" So she walks off, and then here comes Jason. Yep. I mean, you know, Scott's just hanging there, just all vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right, just how he likes him. Of course Jason's going to come along. Gives him that throat slit. The big throat slit. That big throat throat. slit. 
And then from there, we just get crazy. <laughs> I, I love this mm-hmm. because when Tidass comes back to Scott <laughs> to cut him down, it takes her forever to find the knife that she's looking for. It, it, she does a whole search. I think she, she looks does. through that whole camp, and we see it as the viewer. <laughs> yeah. She comes back, and she's like, Scott, Scott. And Scott's not answering because mm-hmm. his throat's been slit. And she doesn't think anything of it until she turns him around and obviously <laughs> sees that his throat obviously has been slit. And we don't know how she's killed. We, we just know that that is the end. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I have to bring... Does this happen before Old Man on a Bicycle comes back or after? Oh, no. This is oh, God. after. I'm sorry. So what sets all this off <laughs> yes. is the, He's the first kill. The magical Old Man on the Bicycle is creeping around. The camp. The camp, looking in the windows. And then he is mm-hmm. he is killed by yeah. Jason all of a sudden, <laughs> which lends the like raises the question, what was the point of that old man? <laughs> He's actually a leftover from the first movie. I think that's why. Is he really? Yeah. I think he was in the first movie doing the same spiel. <laughs> You're all going to die. See, they um, should have brought that up in the flashback. Just, yeah. Still served absolutely no purpose. But yeah, there was no point to have him there. Absolutely He didn't none. save yeah. anybody. No he one was, was just being a perv, really. Yeah, he was watching Paul and No Jenny. one found his body like to like, oh, that's not how they got alerted or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> Is just the most random shit. Completely so useless. Stupid. I think he gets choked by his own bike chain, too. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's actually pretty Oh, awesome. yeah, around the tree. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he gets killed first, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then Scott gets killed. And then Tidass McGee gets killed. And then we're taken back to the flirt fest between... To the thirstiest, the thirstiest bitch I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Just before we get there. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but just before we get there. What the fuck did Jenny want to tell Paul? Remember she said, Paul, I got something to tell you, and then they closed the door. And it never goes back to it. Right when they're making out. It made me, I was more mad about that <laughs> than anything. <laughs> I was like, because I, what I thought in my head was that she's going to say she's pregnant. She's pregnant. That's what I was going to say. But they never touch on it. So we just never know. Hmm. So who cares? But back to the thirstiest bitch that ever walked on this earth, because she needs to be talked about. She had, so, I think I would go so far as to say she had a fetish for this guy. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> she asks very invasive questions about what all works she, down there. Yeah, she's very, yeah. very forward. Not leaving. Uh, very forward. Not what we say, playing hard to get. And he's oh. like. This guy is so focused on his recovery that he just doesn't really care that much. And apparently arm wrestling training. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like his big thing. <laughs> I wrote down, I think I said, this bitch has the worst flirtations I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> my favorite thing about this scene, and we, the, again, we watched this movie at my birthday party. <laughs> I and love that. had the most fun commenting on this scene. Because she finally talks wheelchair guy, Mark, into having Mm -hmm. sex with her. Yeah, they agree. They agree that that's what they're going to do next. So she's already got him. She's nailed it down. But she decides, let me go back to my cabin for a minute, and then I'll come back and meet you. 
Yeah. So presumably she's going to go freshen up a little bit. Yeah. But what she does <laughs> will always blow my mind. Like, she takes off her clothes mm-hmm. that she's wearing. There's nothing wrong with the outfit she has on. No. But she takes off her panties. You think she's going to pull out some, like, really sexy panties, but she pulls out some panties that are, like, suede or pleather <laughs> yes. and yeah. brown. Yeah. And they do not fit her well. <laughs> they sag <laughs> off of her butt so hard. It is not a cute look. Which leads me to ask the question, was that hot in 1981? Was that what all the guys were looking for? I don't... That suede? <laughs> yeah. She that takes sweet off, brown suede. <laughs> it's... She takes off the normal shirt that she's wearing, and she's like, okay, she's going to put on a sexy top, and she switches into a cable knit sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got like bunnies or flowers or something on it. It's like pastels. I thought she was ready to go on a hike. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing remotely sexy about the outfit that she changes into. Absolutely she not. <laughs> decides... Oh, I gotta brush my hair because if there's one thing a man cares about right before you have sex with him is whether or not you've brushed your hair. Yes. So and she- yeah, when he knows he's about to have sex, like you're not even going out fishing anymore. <laughs> you've already decided to do the thing. Yeah. You like, didn't like, have to do you- anything. He's not worried yeah. about it. It was happening. But she runs out to her car in a storm to try to find her hairbrush and searches for ever finally comes back in brushes her hair does some interesting squirts of perfume she sprays her vagina with perfume <laughs> yep yeah that's what i got <laughs> and you know if she was in like that worried about it like enough to <laughs> to change to are change we saying panties. that she wasn't keeping clean during her menstrual period yeah she did not <laughs> she did not listen to paul we don't know for a fact that this was her week we so don't. but we, don't. we know enough that she wanted to change panties mm-hmm. that she needed to spray her vagina with perfume yes she's yep i just want to say <laughs> she should have just bird bathed it <laughs> do a horse bath you mean uh, <laughs> we call it bird bathing oh, okay it's it's the more you know pc term but yeah, if it's, if it's <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize we like to keep it above. I realized the, we were this type of podcast. We like so. to keep Deeply it, offensive. Yeah, what so you're keep it above the board here at Judgment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she skips she, all that. She just goes right for the old. And I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. puff and stuff. Throw this out there, like. If you've forgotten to put on deodorant for the day, mm-hmm. and it's about a good halfway through the day and you're like oh man i'm starting to stink if you then spray perfume on top of that Oof. it's just gonna be worse it's not helping the situation <laughs> so it, i'm it's just not gonna, gonna say thing. he goes uh, my legs don't work but my nose does <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i might have lost one thing but goddamn <laughs> the situation in her panties does not improve at all. No. Yeah. No. I'm just going to put that. Adding on. suede to the situation <laughs> yeah. could only make it worse. Let's I be mean, honest. What are we doing here, sweetie? So during all of her magical decisions that she's making in her cabin, mm-hmm. we or pan back Mark. to Sweet Mark <laughs> being left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark has probably the most offensive death. <laughs> it's pretty rough. Of everyone. It's pretty rough. He hears some noises. He goes out. He wheels out, 
onto the porch. That was unnecessary. (laughs) Ouch, Jill. Um. I think it's necessary to describe the upcoming scene. Okay, that's fair. So, still in his wheelchair. Yes. (laughs) He has not. You're saying the miracle did not occur. It did not. Although Mark is convinced one is going to happen, it does not. No. So he's out on the porch. Oh. He hears some noises. He goes to investigate. He is immediately. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of got his his back to a set of stairs, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he takes a machete right to the forehead. <laughs> Just once again, Chop City. These people have no fucking peripheral vision at all. That machete comes from in front of him. <laughs> and he does not see it. <laughs> he doesn't see it coming. Again, this is a grown man with a burlap sack on his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, he's yeah. not wearing all black. Carrying a goddamn machete. What is so hard to see? In a blue flannel shirt. <laughs> and overalls. And overalls. Like, what's happening here? So the director of this movie thought it would be really sweet to then have Mark dead in his wheelchair roll down 60 flights of stairs. <laughs> Just forever he rolls down these stairs. I don't mean to laugh, but I did. I don't mean it was to. funny. It was so... so- some things are just so outlandish you have to laugh. Like, it is incredibly crazy to see that. It's just like they had to take every hope that Mark had for getting better and recovering <laughs> from this accident and just send it right down the stairs. Once it happened, I said, well, I guess Mark's not going to make PT on Monday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. He, oh, no. He is not. I, again, I do have to say that, like I said, the deaths in this movie did surprise me that they were in this movie. Because when I saw Mark, I was like, oh, shit, the wheelchair death is this one? I didn't know which one I thought it was, but I was like, holy shit, okay. So I kept trying to figure out as I was watching this one, and I don't think that it was this one. I think that this is maybe the third or fourth one. Mm -hmm. But there's one of these installments where you can tell that the movie was intended to be shot and played in 3D. Absolutely. But it's not, so you're just watching Mm -hmm. it flat. So a lot of the kills are, like, right in your face and supposed to be really impressive. But you're just watching them on a normal screen, and it just looks ridiculous. I can't remember if that's this one or not. Jill, are are you ready? Are you sitting down? (laughs) (laughs) That would be this movie's sequel, which was called Friday the 13th Part 3D. (sighs) You're right. Yes. Yes. You're right. And you're absolutely right. The next one, Jason gets his hockey mask, but every single death (laughs) happens toward camera. (laughs) And there is this one scene where Jason is crushing this man's head and his eyeball pops toward the screen. Not in the way you would think. There's a string pulling it toward the screen. And that always cracks me. We've got to go back and watch that one. Because some of these deaths, I was like, what a weird angle to shoot this. And I was like, maybe this is the 3D one? Yeah. But no, just terrible angles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All around. That's all it was. Just terrible angles. So. Mm -hmm. How does Panty Bitch die? I forgot. How does who? Panties. Oh. Suede. She is, uh, well, after Mark is thrown down the stairs, (laughs) like the trash he is, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I get it though. Mark was really hot, dude. Um, he even sure was. A, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> she comes back now. I thought for a second she was killed off screen, like a uh, denim thong was. But she comes back, 
and in the meantime, Jeff and his girlfriend oh, are speared. That's right. And she goes upstairs, finds them, and then Jason just stabs her to death, I guess. Let's Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's another good one. We went through a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so after killing Mark, Jason goes in the house up the stairs where the couple is having sex. He then yes. kebabs them through the bed. Yes. Gets that double kill. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, this was one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> the suede panties comes up and is like, hello? Yeah. And like, it looks like someone's in the bed. Uh-huh. It's because Jason is hiding under the cover. <laughs> yes. This motherfucker took time to make it look like two uh-huh. people in the bed. We're hiding under the covers and then jumps out and stabs her. Yeah, this is not... Our Jason that we come to know. But first all. he took the time to get Jeff out of the bed and hang him up behind the door. That's right. Yes. And, and then yes. take his spot in the bed. He's like, what? This guy this? likes to put on a show. But I will he say, really does. this is the scene to me that always comes to mind whenever in Scream they're talking about if you have sex, you die. This yeah. is always the scene that comes to mind because they die naked on top of each other. Sure do. At the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> that's exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> that's what he's referencing. That's what he's about. Uh-huh. Right there. You it's those it two. <laughs> so then, yeah, he does. He just crawls up under the covers. And yeah, like a little sneaky peek. Uh-huh. I do like the shish kebab scene. Yeah. He goes right through both Right of them. through both of them. And he definitely has a blood blister, too, on that fingernail. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> real gross. <laughs> Poor He's not well taken care of. No, when he was stabbing her, you know it had to sting. Um, now, as so as this is happening, the other group has gone to the town bar mm-hmm. or uh, and casino. Apparently, it says casino <laughs> right on it. And at the, the so a lot of people went, but we only focus on Paul, Ted, and Jenny. And I don't know about you guys, but Jenny takes this campfire story and <laughs> really like put some deep thought into what she, Paul was saying. Yeah, she psych 101s. <laughs> oh my god. Everything about Jason. Yeah. I hey, mean, you know that campfire story? That's crazy. What what if he's roaming through the woods right now? What if he misses his mom? I was like you're really going pretty hard on this. <laughs> really going hard. And it blew my mind when she was talking about it. She's very serious about what Jason might be feeling at the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the thing is, she's not wrong about any of it. But... She's, and she does use it to her advantage later. She does. She really uses it. <laughs> so as they're leaving this bar scene, Paul and Jenny leave. And maybe I'm wrong and just missed it, but we never see Ted again, right? Never. Ted, like, Ted <laughs> actually survives, I think. We think. Who, think. who the hell so knows? the black guy. There is a single black guy who is There unnamed. is one black man. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, let's be honest. I mean, everybody that went to the bar that night didn't die. They didn't. They, yeah, apparently, good decision. Yeah, that good was a decision. good choice. Well, I won't say everybody. Because no. Well. We'll see. We'll definitely see. So, Paul and Jenny decide it's time to leave. They get back in the Beetle, and of course it doesn't crank. Uh, it takes forever. I think this is actually where Paul says, 
I hope, hope this car fun. starts. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, everyone. So they get back <laughs> to the camp. They go into this main cabin where everyone's just been skewered. They're looking around. They can't find anybody. Mm-hmm. Jenny's like, what the hell is going on? She gets up to the bedroom and she sees a bunch of blood. And she's like, oh my God, something terrible happened. And Paul's dumbass goes, it's probably a prank. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, what? <laughs> they wouldn't have done this. I'm sorry. What was that, Paul? <laughs> Where did they get this blood from? Like, you think they slaughtered an animal all over this room for a prank? It's their periods. <laughs> that, my thought was, I, I thought it would have been more funny if Paul walked up there and said, <sighs> what did I just say? This is going to attract so many bears. Yeah. Jesus, I told Sandra to keep clean during her menstrual cycle. <laughs> so Jenny has a terrible feeling. Her name is Jenny, right? I've been calling her that for a minute. Yeah, her name is Jenny. Okay, good. <laughs> we didn't correct you. <laughs> we would have been complicit in this. <laughs> <laughs> so she's convinced something's off. Paul is not. They come back down Paul the stairs. Paul could have a care in the world. <laughs> no, Paul just wants to get in Jenny's pants. That has been his only interest since she pulled up. Yep, Absolutely. They come downstairs into the main room of this cabin, and she goes, Paul, we are not alone in this room. And that kind of creeped me out, and to be honest. I thought that scene creepy, was kind of creepy. Yeah. Just to say in a dark room, uh, Paul, there's somebody else in here. That's creepy enough. Yeah. That's really scary. At that point, she knows it, and I don't like that at all. And right after on cue, Jason pops up, yep. jumps on Paul. And she oh does nothing. <laughs> my note here is Paul. 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 Help him. She just you says, dumb bitch. Paul. Because he doesn't have a weapon at this point. He's just no. a guy in a They're burlap wrestling. sack. Hit him. Yeah. This is your great opportunity. Yeah. Just... And then. <laughs> She's so surprised that while this altercation is happening and they go out of her view, that the one who pops up and is successful is Jason. (laughs) She's so surprised and upset that it's not Paul that jumps up, but burlap sack guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And she's rightfully terrified, runs outside, and starts the Jason and Jenny chase scene that lasts for the last... (laughs) Hour of this movie. (laughs) They were really trying to fill some space there. (laughs) It was the same scene that happened with the cop, just with Ginny. Over and over. So we see her, like, try to get in the car and start the car. Obviously, the car doesn't Doesn't work. He stabs a pitchfork through the road. Before they went outside, though, there is a moment where she gets up under a bed. I had a question about this. Continue. (laughs) So she's hiding from Jason. She starts to crawl up under the bed. And then it cuts to Jason. He's standing on a chair with his pitchfork. (laughs) Yeah. And the chair just disintegrates and he falls down. This clumsy moron. But let's talk about (laughs) right before that. I'm I'm with you, Jill. Sorry. (laughs) We're forgetting the part where she's under the bed and a mouse crawls up to her. Oh, yes. And she pees. All over the place, which is how Jason figures out yeah. <laughs> that she's in there. I would also say that is definitely a rush. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah. Because they were like, mm, oh, should I have had asparagus for dinner? <laughs> yeah, they might as well have had him go. 
I was waiting for a smell. Because, guys, he was halfway out the door and then just turns. There, there was no audible sniff, no. but in my head there was a sniff. There was definitely a there sniff. There was a sniff. To me, there's a sniff because there's no reason he turns around. Forgot about that. Because uh, my question was is, there's no way that this rat pissed. This has to be her No, piss. it's her. Yeah, it has to be her. There's no way it could be this rat. Because for a second, I thought the movie was trying to say the rat's pissing. But no, if a rat pisses that much, I did you fuck rats. <laughs> Jesus. The thing about this to me is like, I get it. I don't want a rat that close to me either when I'm in a confined space. But that rat is the worst of your or the least of your problems right now. Yeah. So like I might actually be a little bit comforted. Honestly, (laughs) to just have another little critter there with me. I certainly would not be so terrified that I had to pee. We're in this together, Mr. Rat. (laughs) But I it is this Jason's Silly. He's so clumsy. He is so clumsy. But hey, that's not his, that chair was just a piece of shit. It just, it just. But that wouldn't have stopped later later movies, Jason. Uh, he wouldn't even been on a chair. He no, just, he would have he thrown that bed through the bed. <laughs> he would have flipped the fucking bed. He would. <laughs> yeah. What we also later see is like she gets away from him after this and runs outside, tries to start a different car, can't start it, so she's hiding. Behind it, and we see Jason run in the background, like holding a pitchfork, <laughs> looking around, and he just looks so human yes. and not scary because no. he like can't find her. Mm-hmm. I think he even trips as he starts to run off yeah. again and like stumbles. I'm like, this is not. And she kicks him in the nuts, she and does. he he falls <laughs> so hard. Yeah, this Jason mm-hmm. is. After this movie, Jason goes on like a real hard steroid cycle. And growth hormone. Well, yeah. at a certain point, Jason does turn into just a monster. Like, he is just a yes. straight-up monster. He becomes a Michael Myers type. Even worse, because he can move like the fucking Flash <laughs> by just walking. <laughs> he appears in places that defies the laws of physics. Um, Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. Hell. All the good places. Yeah. With this is the dream not world that Jason. <laughs> No, not at all. It is not that Jason. This is early Jason. He's not quite figured this whole thing out yet. We didn't, you know, they had decided to make him uh, uh, a demon. (laughs) Yeah. But think about it. This is the second movie where two people pissed their pants and had to walk around in it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very upsetting to me. Eddie Bowers. R.I.P. You say Eddie Bowers? Henry. Oh, okay. So Jenny's running through the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. We see her pass through that same little creek. Yes. That the officer passed through earlier. So we know that she's making her way down to Jason's shack. She sees it and is somehow comforted by it. <laughs> yeah. And goes, goes oh, 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 help. Maybe someone's here that could help. Nah, this girl. This looks like the type of person that would help. <laughs> nah, girl. Even if that's I not Jason's shack. I there's a toilet with a door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So she ends up at the shack. If I was being chased by a murderer and came across that shack, I'd be like, oh, that's where he lives. For For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) And if not, it's a future murderer. Yeah. I'd be like, or they're on the same team for sure. Yeah. I don't want this person also trying to murder me. I'm going to run past. I'm going to run this way. I got too many problems. (laughs) But she goes inside, does a little exploring, and finds Jason's dead 
altar to his mm-hmm. disgusting mother. <laughs> and her yes. Psych 101 comes back up. Yes, it does. <laughs> and before we jump into that, I, I did have a question about this because he built the shrine for his mother, one. Uh, he, there is a, he has created a barricade for this door mm-hmm. that you can only barricade if you're in the room. Which, why? <laughs> why is that there? <laughs> Secondly, the body of the cop and Blaine's girlfriend is in there. Right. Both dead. So my question is this. Is Jason fucking Lee's body? Ooh. <laughs> is... Look, he, the cop's body was there. Yeah. But he brought. He, he brought, brought her back. He brought her. her. <laughs> he didn't bring any of the mother girl's body. No. He brought her there. He said, oh, I like her. I'm just her. saying. Um, I think Jason's fucking these bodies. Yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. I'm just saying. That, that's what the, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't I be surprised. You might yeah. be right. Yeah. I think you nailed that. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. <laughs> but, regardless if he is or not, uh, our friend Jenny does some uh, child psychology on him. She does. She pops on Mama's sweater and convinces Jason somehow that she is his mother. Talks to him in that real creepy voice. Which is interesting because she would have no reference as to what Mrs. Voorhees sounded like. No, not at all. But she does it perfectly. (laughs) Well, I I think the actress came back to do that part. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I All mean, right. yes, she did. <laughs> but that's not what I was I talking. really wasn't going to argue with you. <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. I mean, she, like, talks to him in the way. Okay. That she like, mimics Jason. Yes. Got it. Like, okay. Listen to mother. Listen to mother, Jason. Yes. In, like, the similar way. No. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Why don't you just suggest we do it first again? <laughs> No. Oh God! No. <laughs> that was That's a great reaction. No, and five minutes of silence <laughs> where Jill and I stared at each other. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to leave. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> she talks to him in the way, not in the voice. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I agree. That they actually splice her face over, so they probably did. There's not much argument <laughs> you can do with that one. <laughs> they probably did let her do the voice there as well. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> So she convinces uh-huh. him to kneel down. She tries to chop him with a machete. And he figures it out. He's like, oh shit. This yep. isn't my mom. This is that he bitch. He sees the decaying head in the background. Yes. Yeah. So at that point, uh, he then somehow slices her leg open with a pickaxe. <laughs> that's apparently razor sharp. I don't know how that happens. but uh, Nope. Uh, but and- then Paul comes back. <laughs> yeah. Paul? <laughs> Paul? Paul? <laughs> and yet again, Paul and Jason mm-hmm. get into a scuffle. Get into a wrestling but match. Thank God she actually does something. This I, it time. takes her it a minute, takes her though. Quite some time. <laughs> but she gives him that deep trap cut. Yep. Just cut it straight through the trap. Right through the trap, pretty deep. But again, this is a, a trope. Mm-hmm. After he falls down, give him a few more whacks. Yeah, what are we doing? 
What are we doing? What are we doing? Give him some mm-hmm. some good ones. Yeah. You want to make sure he's going. Yeah. Absolutely. And then walk away and have a good time. <laughs> well, they don't have a good time, but Paul carries her back to just a random cabin. And again, like I said, I don't I didn't remember all the details of this movie, but as soon as he A skipped the closest bed to the door and put her in the bed by the window, I was like, oh, Jason's coming through that fucking window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, he he bypassed the bed just to put her in that window. Yeah. Jason's coming through. Absolutely. That's my obvious thought as soon as, like, she's got a gash in her leg. We think the guy's dead. Let's not take a second to try to make the car work so I can get you to a hospital. Yeah. Let yeah. me just set you on this bed and see what happens. <laughs> Let's take a break, babe. <laughs> it was a wild one. Um. Yeah. And then... Damn it, he busts right through that glass. He busts right... But not before we get a... Muffin. Muffin. Muffin comes back. Well, there's a question about that. Is she really there? Was any of that real? And if it was, where is Paul? (laughs) Where is Paul? It seems like a weird time to start introducing her psychosis but they kind of do yeah because if that was was muffin mm-hmm. what was stomped to pieces in what? the woods <laughs> with know? a little bow with a there. little purple yeah. bow was did somebody else lose a dog the exact same way it's very confusing unanswered questions so mm-hmm. kind of similar to the first one something happens and we skip forward to when the police find her yeah. And she's being taken away in an ambulance. And her last words is, where's Paul? Can't find Paul. Yeah. And she drives away. Now, we then end inside Jason's cabin again. And I swore this had to be a Mandela effect. I thought those, that goddamn head opened its eyes at the end of this movie. I Same thing. Okay. I was Thank waiting God. for it. I was like, yeah, it's going to open its eyes. That's how this movie ends. And when it didn't happen, I was blown away. I... We thought. It feels I mean, it, like that it was. It felt like it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have. I, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I was like, I bet these eyes are going to open. It really felt like <laughs> well, they, they were. didn't. And they didn't. And I was like, well. And then good. that was the end of the movie. And that was the only letdown, really, in this whole movie. Um, well, why don't we jump right into our awards? This movie was 17 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just agree. I think the opening scene was 17 minutes long. Of flashback. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go to our awards. Okay, all right, that was it. Well, let's start off with uh, you, Blaine. Who are you going to give the This Dumb Bitch Award to? Hmm. I'm going to give it to the sheriff. (laughs) That is Uh, absolutely fair. For, and this was not a a young, spry man. No, by no means. Uh, You don't chase someone for that long. You don't, yeah. especially without your gun out. He didn't know what this guy was. You dumb bitch. You, 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 you dumb, dumb bitch. You dumb. All right, Jill, what about you? Mine was Thirsty for Mark, girl. <laughs> Her whole sequence that I went into a lot of detail in earlier yeah. with the suede panties. I, 
I can't handle her. That was another scene that was 17 minutes long, too. It was so long. <laughs> it was pretty long. Her changing scene was... I was waiting for the payoff of her murder, and it was just like, oh, we just did that just to show us that that's happening. Okay. She made bananas choices. <laughs> I just can't support that. Ooh, yeah, it was... It's a long one. Well, my uh, dumb bitch award goes to... hate to say it. goes to Mark. Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> Getting in that action. <laughs> well, that's why we don't ride motorcycles, Mark. Um, no, Mark. This man walked up beside you and hit you in the fucking face with a machete. You dumb bitch. <laughs> it's one thing that the kid didn't see Jason, or that the hikers didn't see Jason. I don't know. There's no excuse for the hikers. There's no I'm excuse. Sorry, but I, I let it go because he didn't kill him at that point. Mark gets killed. Because of that stupidity. <laughs> I mean, fair. I'm going to have to argue that had Mike seen it coming, or Mark seen it coming, there's <laughs> still not much he could have done. He could have raised his arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I guarantee sure. that machete would have got through and my face. Gotten his arm chopped <laughs> off and then gotten his head chopped. <laughs> but what if that was his inciting incident to his legs working again? <laughs> Maybe. It's a miracle. Oh! Just, and then Jason kills him. <laughs> So, all right. So those are the This Dumb Bitch Award for tonight, for this movie. What about creep shows, Blaine? The ice pick at the very beginning. <laughs> it caught me off guard because, again, I thought that was going to be the protagonist through the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> so seeing that come in. I like, spent enough time on her. Whoa. <laughs> Yikes. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it just goes in. Just, it's really good. It looks I love good, a good effect. And it caught me so off guard and it was creepy and I didn't like it. So creep show award, ice pick, opening scene. And I gotta say, all the deaths in this movie were actually really good. There wasn't I can't think of one where I was just like, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they were all pretty good. Like somebody gave a shit when they were doing these deaths. True. Alright, Joe, what about you? Creep show. So my creep show award is when she is in Jason's little shack mm-hmm. and she's looking around trying to figure out her next move and the camera doesn't focus on it at all, but there's a window behind her, a shack window, so oh, a yes. hole in the side of his house uh-huh. and you can see Jason running toward her in the background, yeah. but they don't focus on it at all. Like Blaine didn't even see it. Yeah, and it's like really good. Actually. This to me is the creepiest moment in the whole movie, because you know he's coming, she doesn't know he's coming. You know he's coming fast because he is sprinting mm-hmm. toward her, and you know she's trapped. And that is just such a creepy moment to me that if you they don't draw any attention to it, but if you notice it, he's in the window. And it's like, ugh, there he is. Yeah, he's coming. He is it. absolutely coming. Yeah, I love that scene too. That is a great creep show scene. Uh, I gotta say, mine, from the whole thing, the just the idea of being in a dark room and somebody tells you, we're not mm. the only ones in here. Yeah, that's pretty That creepy. is pretty... So creepy. That is creepy as shit to me. So that was good, my creep show. All right, and then finally, this made the final cut? Blaine, what are you shocked by that made the final cut? The flashback. <laughs> you know, I can do the with a, a little, you know... No nugget of memories but it was seriously <laughs> it was a long like four minutes of 
various clips. No joke. It was the last 10 minutes of the first movie. It was. It was, yeah, it was long. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. I I didn't even need to see (laughs) Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It was crazy long and <laughs> yeah. unnecessary because a that. sequel. Could you imagine if they did that with every sequel? Oh wow! <laughs> that, well, I I want to give it some credit because I guess uh, this movie did come out like three weeks after the first one, so maybe <laughs> you didn't see it. I don't know, but it's way too long. It's way too long. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jill, what about yourself? Mine's going to have to be the old man who added nothing (laughs) to the plot. There's no reason you were here, sir. He added absolutely nothing. (laughs) He warned them. They didn't listen. He died. They still don't find him. Yeah. He's just a pervert. He's not nice. He's just, why? Yeah. Why are you there? (laughs) He only has one line in the whole movie. <laughs> There's no prophecy. <laughs> no. A prophecy? <laughs> he doesn't help. He's not Could a wizard. <laughs> if he gave a prophecy. <laughs> no. That, oh, that would have been astounding. He adds nothing to the plot. <laughs> that would have been about as good as Freddy Krueger finding a Triceratops. Or a Triceratops. Either one, really. You know what? I have to say... That yesterday was Friday the 13th. It was. I can't believe we hadn't brought that up yet. Today's not, so I guess it doesn't matter. But, but it's still, still fun. Still it's fun. still fun. Okay, sorry. You Continue. know what this movie does not address is what that date has to do with anything. Or if this even happens on Friday the 13th. <laughs> no dates are no mentioned. Date. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first one goes out of its way to, they mention it like 30 times that it's Friday the 13th in the first one. But nobody, that's not even close to a point being made in this movie. No, no, How many Friday the 13th movies there's been, there's no way it's happened. There's no way there's been that many Friday the 13th. No. I mean, it'd have to happen every year. It's just, you know how many Friday the 13th there are? How many? Uh, Well, the... Currently, there was a remake, which I don't count. Take that as you will. But originally, there are 11. 11. That includes uh, Jason Goes to Hell. And and Space. (laughs) Jason Goes to Hell, Space, Jason. And Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Freddy vs. Jason is a top movie. I enjoy that movie. I love that movie. A lot. Uh, But yeah. So anyway... (laughs) I actually don't hate the 2010 Friday the 13th remake. Yeah, I was fine with it. It's actually our first Valentine's Day together. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. It was Friday the 13th, and we went and saw the remake. In theater. I don't hate that one. It's got Jared Padalecki. I could look at him for a while. Oh. Damn, I forgot he was in that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been a while since I saw that version. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that one's fine. I, it just feels like a temp, totally different timeline. Yeah. But, okay. Well, now that we have that. Oh, my no, final who, cut. Was, yeah. My final <laughs> cut. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my final cut was that three-second shower scene because it adds absolutely <laughs> nothing. She gets into a shower, opens it, stares at the camera, and walks away. That is the most insane thing to me. And then there was this really just 
no need for scene where after uh, Jeff and his girlfriend get cussed out by the cop, they walk down to the Crystal Lake for about 10 minutes to throw rocks into it. Yeah. We watch them walk all the way down this hill and begin to throw rocks into the lake and have a conversation I couldn't tell you what it was about. Just seemed so pointless. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really need to fill up some space in this movie. Um, but that was, I couldn't believe it made the final cut. <laughs> anyway. All right, so let's get into some scores, huh? So let's start off with Mr. Blaine. For Scare Factor, what do you give this? Scares? I'm going to go with... Oof. <laughs> I'll say... Oh, man. I'm going to go with a three. Okay. All right. Not too scary. Just circumstantially, the ridiculousness of it kind of takes away from the scariness of it. But... <laughs> Like the busting through the window, mm-hmm. that kind of got me, and the him creeping around the car. So it did have some scary moments, despite the absurdity. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Jill, what about you? I think I will also go three. That's very fair. Okay. There's some good jump scares. There's some creepy moments. <laughs> it's got its own moments. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well. For me, you guys, this I couldn't give less than a five. I don't know. I just <laughs> <laughs> I kid with you. I this is sad. I we're very much on the same wavelength tonight. I'm giving it a three as well. There were uh, those jump scares. I mean, this movie yeah. has been really good on the jump scares. I have to say, <laughs> even as someone who's seen these movies, jump scares are great. All right, threes across the board. All right. Well, Blaine, what about suspense? Did this movie have any suspense for you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with a two. So I guess it had some. Okay. Um, What were they? (laughs) I I don't... I guess... Were you on the edge of your seat at any point? (laughs) I guess once the climax started and you were like... Where's he going to come from? Because you knew he was going to pop out of somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of those, like, we always bring up The Shining. Like, you know mm-hmm. it's about to happen, but... Where's you just don't know gonna... where. Don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a two. Okay. Nothing crazy. What about you, Jill? I might give this a one as far as suspense. <laughs> wow. I was thinking about it. I'll All right. say, even for the most part, when you don't know where he's going to pop up or what he's going to do, when he does, you still don't see a lot of what he's doing. I don't know. It's just like (laughs) there's not a lot of buildup or release. (laughs) They're just dead. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Um, I was actually with Blaine on that. I'm going to give it a two. I, I think there's suspense here. I won't say it's the greatest suspense, but it's there. Um, so a two for me. All right. What about uh, Blaine plot and characters? How awesome was the plot and the characters in this movie? So dumb. Terrible. I, wow. It was dumb. It was okay. a camp for camp counselors 
It was camp counselor training. Yeah. Camp counselor training. <laughs> Three feet down from the murder. It was dumb. I'm giving it a one. Damn. Characters okay. sucked. Jesus. All right. I just. This was not good. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. One. One. All right. Well, Jill, what about you? I'm going to give it a two. The characters, I will agree, are not very well developed. You know what? <laughs> but I should give it a two just on the basis of that ass. Oh, my God. But oh boy, I won't change it. You've already written it down. I'll leave it at a one. <laughs> okay. Well, Sorry, Jill. I interrupted you. I can't even remember the point that I was about to make. Hmm. A two. I'll give it Jill. a two. <laughs> That's my bad. Uh, I'll give it a... You know what? I'm going to give it a two as well. Only, and I will say, I'm giving it a two because I think Jenny really was good. I liked her character a lot. Um, I thought she came to the conclusion that Jason was real way too quick. Um, <laughs> just after one campfire story. <laughs> but <laughs> I loved the, I loved what she did. I was good with her. All right. There we go. They don't ever have a moment of doubt. So whether or not this is Jason, do they? I don't think so. <laughs> the second he's in that room with them, they're like, oh. Oh, this is him. It's that drowned kid. What would have been great is if she would have put on all that shit and started saying Jason. He was like, bitch, my name Who? is Jason. <laughs> I'm Steve. <laughs> I am just another killer in these woods. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> all right, well... Blaine, what about acting? How wonderful was the acting in this movie? It was terrible. <laughs> it was really, really bad. I. It wasn't the worst. It. It was better than the acting in Sleepaway Camp. Oh. For some. Yeah, sure. For some. Paul wasn't bad. Paul wasn't bad. Jenny wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. The rest. I mean, the old man on the bike, he was tremendous. <laughs> he gave a completely silent performance He's to a lot of I'm going to give it a... I'll give it a two. Okay. All right. A two for plain. Jill, what about you and these acting skills? I'm also going to give it a two. All right. There's not a lot of... I mean, we don't watch these movies for the acting chops, so... I agree. <laughs> Perfection is not based on acting all the time. I think the man who plays Jason is stellar, but... That was a creepy dude. Again, <laughs> makeup effects in this were great. Great. Oh, yeah, we didn't even touch on the fact that when he popped through the window, his bag was off of his head. <laughs> and he yeah. had... He looks just like Sloth from the Goonies. Like Sloth from oh the Goonies. Oh, my God, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yes, like he did. the same face. Sloth with long hair and a beard. That's Jason's real hillbilly in this one. Yeah. He's a real hillbilly. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to give acting a... Uh, also a two for me. Okay, so two here. And then finally, my favorite, entertainment value. Blaine, does this movie have any entertainment value for you? Will you suggest it to other people? It does have some value, I will say, because it's basically two movies in one um, with that <laughs> flashback scene. Yeah. Um, and it's got some marks death alone is worth a recommendation maybe just check out some clips of the movie you might not need to watch the whole thing but it's not very long so entertainment value i'm gonna give it a ooh, ooh. 
Uh, a three. A three. Okay. A three. Because it's not too long, so you can get some good kills in in a short, short time span and some ridiculous moments. Three solid three. Okay, Jill, what about you? I'm gonna give it a four. Look at Jill. Because okay. I have watched this movie at a party and it is so fun. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Well, Jill, I completely agree with you. I think this is an absolutely fun movie. I would suggest pretty much all of the Friday 13th movies, so I okay. gotta give it a four. It is a real fun ride, to say the least. So, why don't we add up our scores? You guys feel free to talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Good work on that so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, of the Friday the 13th movies, Jill, is this your favorite one? Yeah. Yeah? It has to be. Over, like, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need this to introduce Freddy versus Jason. So, I think Freddy versus Jason really wrestling. Plus, the Jason in Freddy versus Jason is the, like... Super Jason. Yeah, the seven-foot-tall, invincible, slow, but crazy fast monster Jason. Yeah, this was like John Voight in a burlap sack. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will say... That growing up, for some reason, I always believed that Friday the 13th was supposed to be Jason's birthday. And that the only real unlucky Friday the no, 13th... No, you're right. It was his birthday. It was June, Friday the 13th. Yes. It was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't make that up. No, that's a real thing. That's an absolutely <laughs> real thing. All right, guys. I have calculated our scores. And if you thought last week was neck and neck, wait till you hear this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So we have it with a total of 65, and we have Friday the 13th Part 2 at 36. So, close game here, guys. Oh, boy. Mm. Well, I feel like this is all going to come down to me this week. (laughs) Um, Well, let's just start with you, Blaine. Between it, Chapter 1, and Friday the 13th Part 2, who do you choose? That would be it, chapter one. <laughs> it is without a doubt the superior movie, both in its just general movie quality and for a horror movie in general. Um, it's a home run, slam dunk. It, chapter one, going through. Okay. I got nothing else this say. All right. <laughs> well, one for it, chapter one, and that's Blaine. Jill, who you voting for? I'm going to vote for Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. And that is because I feel like it is the 80s slasher movie. It just defines the genre. It started a whole series of knockoffs. It's just, it's great the, uh, the first one may have done that, Jill. No, it doesn't. Because it's the mom. <laughs> Okay. It's different. It started the Jason movie. Yes. Wouldn't it have been wild, though, is if the Friday 13th decided to keep running with the, the old lady? And <laughs> nine movies later, it's still this old lady in a fucking sweater just killing all these people. Betty White just <laughs> slashing folks. Just imagining the Scooby Doo gang taking Jason's mask off and it's oh, Mrs. Voorhees. Yet again. It. Yet again. <laughs> I'm blown away. I have to vote for it, A, because I mean, it's my movie. You and did nominate it. I nominated it. I 
love these movies. I've... I'm just, I know our scoring system doesn't mean <laughs> anything, but holy shit. So many iconic things, though. And what's cool about this series is that so many of the iconic things don't happen until so late in the series. Like, everyone relates the ch-ch-ch. Like, everyone knows that. Yeah. But that's not in either of these first two movies. That was in this one. I thought was I it? heard the chit Yeah, uh-huh. that was in this one. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But the hockey mask isn't there yet. Nope. So many of the defining factors don't come until the later sequels, which just tells you how legendary it all is. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Henry Bowers. Mm, boy. Here we go. I gotta tell you, this is actually really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved It Chapter One. But I absolutely love the Friday the 13th series. And you're right. This is a game changer in that genre because we entered, we're getting introduced to Jason. I mean, okay, look. I got I to gotta just, in it, this version, I liked an it. I prefer Tim Curry as the clown. Um... <laughs> And in Friday the 13th, I mean, it's Jason, and it's Jason till the end. You know? I mean, is that what I'm going to have to break it down to? Is But this is not <laughs> the Jason that you've come to love. But he transitions at a certain point to that Jason. Into something completely different. So saying that this it is different from the other it is but the this, same thing. But as it's not like Jason's Tim Curry's it can changed into this it. You know, like this Jason will eventually. They're different. <laughs> it's a different thing. That's okay. I'm just saying, it's... That's all right. It's hard to choose. Um, Blaine's having another alien moment. <laughs> I'm just saying, It Chapter One got the highest fucking score <laughs> we've ever given anything. <laughs> Uh, where'd I'm, you get that knife? Put that down. I don't have no <laughs> knives. No knives here. And we haven't... The final decision hasn't been made, but... No, 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 no. You know, I don't like the direction it's going. <laughs> um, I, please continue. I'm, I'm just saying, it, it is great. I mean, I don't think we had anything bad to say about it. No, no you absolutely had a really great, great things to say about it. All the way across the board from everybody. But goddamn, this Friday the 13th was fun. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> These are gazebos. <laughs> remember it's how fun? fun? It was hilarious. But I also remember when Mark rolls down those stairs, and I also <laughs> laughed out loud at that. So, I mean, this is not easy for me. All right? So, again, I love the Friday the 13th movies so goddamn much. They're a blast and a half. But gonna try and go a different route i'm gonna try and be uh be logical here and so i suppose if i had to break it down on horror movies equaling scary the suspense is killing me <laughs> i give this a four <laughs> yes this is a five horror movies scare factor i gotta go with it chapter one. <laughs> I gotta go with it. You son of a bitch. 
You did that on purpose. I did not. You I thought about it. it. I was given some thoughts. So it's going to be it chapter one moving forward. Jill, the real horror fans will be uh, upset about this pick. I know. Uh, Sorry once again, yeah. you guys. Sorry to the real horror fans out there. Um, <laughs> Sorry to everyone. Boo, Jill. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, so uh, it chapter one will move forward. Probably not very long. <laughs> this deja vu. Bringing back all the hits from Blaine. Uh, but we will continue on. Uh, next week, or yes, next week with uh, our countdown, uh, which would be, uh, I believe it's Jaws. The versus... next, yeah, next matchup, Jaws versus The Thing. All right. I'm back in uh, the argument seat with you, sir. Ooh. So this should be fun. All Ooh. right. Well, any last words? Jill, anything you want to say? Nothing left to say. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously love both of these movies so there we go i can be a sore loser <laughs> okay what? did you say you can be a sore loser that's not what i meant oh, okay. <laughs> i was like i mean yeah if you i want was, to be it seems, I, like, it seems like you're being gracious I could be, but I, I was hoping i heard it wrong but that's fine <laughs> um so anyway uh tune in next week uh with the sore loser over here and um <laughs> And we'll see how Jaws stacks up against the thing. Uh, do we want to try a one, two, three judgment, everybody? Okay. Oh, wow. oh hold on. Somebody's, Sorry. Somebody's, uh... It is 12.57 It's late. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Judgment. And that concludes our judgments on this competition. Tune in next week for the beginning of our next competition between the thing and Jaws with a pretty special guest. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.